solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum. Chapter one, the worst birthday. Welcome back. I'm Alex. I'm Molly, and, and this, this is Potter Watch. Welcome back. It's season two. Book two, we did it! Chamber of Secrets. Um, Honestly, nobody knew that we would get this far. We didn't think we would get this far. But now I'm committed. I love it. Yes. And you should love it too. Also, tell your friends. And I'm excited, even though I was kind of like pooping on the book in the beginning, like that book two is not my favorite. I am really excited. Yeah, I mean, I like book two. Um, because you get, like, more glimpses of Hogwarts, which I think you don't get in book one, because she has to, like, set up everything, and I get shot on a lot because it's just a continuation of book one, like, it does, it serves a similar yeah. purpose, and that, it's like when they're kids, but it's not, you know, yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban. I just think there's some slow parts, like the death day party. <laughs> I cannot wait to read this section with you. That'll be a delight, I'm sure. Yeah, but because we're doing the second season or second book, however you want to call it, um, we're going to like shake some things up a little bit. Ooh. We're going to, we've got some crazy hijinks planned, some more special episodes. We're going to be incorporating special guests more often next week. We yeah. will have... Um, Hopefully sober... Yeah, um, here's the biggest secret you you never knew about Potter Watch. We did record a drunk episode before the movie episode. We recorded a, like, drunk episode where we discussed everything with our friends, like, characters and stuff like that, and it was not listenable. Like, we were cringing all the way through, so like, it did not get posted. <clears throat> you thought the movie one was unlistenable? But this was really unlistenable. <laughs> like, it was a rough time. But we are eager for any suggestions and feedback, and Alex and I will put on our magic hats and brainstorm some new segments to introduce. Yeah, but please tell us what you like, what you don't like. Please tell us more specifically what you don't like, because we can, like, do something about that. Yeah. Or if there's something that you want us to, like, include, we can try and do that, too. Yeah, so on that note... Yeah, but we'll keep pretty much the same segments for now, so I guess we'll start with our chapter rename. Yes. Well, first, I guess the chapter one is The Worst Birthday, which is a pretty apt title on its own. Yeah, like it's, uh, it does pretty well for itself. Um, but I renamed it Harry Still Neglected and Still Dumbledore's Fault. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Don't know really how it's Dumbledore's fault, but I'm somehow it him. is Dumbledore's. Like he fault. should be keeping an eye. Um, my chapter title was "Here's What You Missed on Potter." <laughs> I love that. That's good because um, if you haven't read this chapter in a long time, it's basically like she does it very cleverly, and I'll talk. We'll talk more about yeah. this like when we get to it. But um, it's basically a recap of the first book because we've talked about this before. It's meant for children. So, like, they do need a, like, catch-up sort of action. Definitely. Yeah, I have a couple notes about it, too. Um, my first note is, 
Uncle Vernon with egg on his face, which is like a phrase, but also like it's literally in his beard. <laughs> My first note is poor Hedwig. Oh yeah, Hedwig. That's I feel awful. like that's like weirdly abusive. Like not weirdly, like it is to the animal. Like I, yeah, I shouldn't have said weirdly abusive. It is abusive. It probably like hurts her wings, like not being able to like stretch them out. And like she can, he says he lets her out to like go to the bathroom. Or how does he clean the ca- like? Oh, I don't know. Horrible. If she's just sitting in her filth. I don't think how they is, went into that. How is he too. feeding her? Does he have little nuggets he's putting through the? Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Poor Hedwig. If I were Hedwig, I'd be mad at Harry. Like, she's she mad, she's magical, yeah. so, like, she... No, but, like, I'd, like, never talk... Like, you know, it, like, pets hold grudges. If I kept my dog in a cage all the time... But she also so knows how he's treated. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, she's smarter than an yeah. average. Your dog would definitely, like, never speak to you if you kept him in a crate. My dog holds grudges. Like, if I go somewhere to someone else's house who has a dog... And, or even a cat, and I come back, my dog will smell that other animal on me, think I have betrayed him, and will literally come into my room, sit on my bed, and I'll be like, hi, Jazz, and he'll, like, turn his head. He'll completely ig me. Like, the only reason he's come into my room is to diss me. Horrible. He's so sassy. So sassy. Um, Dudley's bottom on either side. (laughs) That the chair is like 10 out of 10, one of my be- favorite descriptions. And Petunia's worried about him being starved yeah. at smelting. It's also so funny because I was looking at the like picture book of Chamber of Secrets and they just do him so large. Like there's no... Oh. Which I think does mean that it's probably a boarding school. I think we like debated or like questioned oh, whether yeah. it was and I think that probably means it is. If she's, like, worried about him being starved. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, also just, I think this chapter is very funny, um, in some ways. Like, the whole, the magic word thing. Yeah, I was about to say, sassy Harry has returned. But then they're just, like, severe overreaction to him saying, say the magic word. (laughs) Vernon freaks out. Like, I warned you, I will not tolerate mention of your abnormality under this roof. Rude. <laughs> abnormality, saying the magic word. Oh my gosh. And Vernon, what a... Breathing like a winded rhinoceros. <laughs> These descriptions are insane in this chapter. Like, I think she must really enjoy describing the, the dirt. I mean, she clearly has a good time. Yeah. Um, just to bring things down a little bit. Um... <laughs> from our joy um like them locking all of harry's stuff in the cupboard under the stairs my note for this is so dramatic it says his life is still locked in the cupboard under the stairs because like it's like all of his hog all his like happiness his hogwarts stuff which is interesting because that was like his place of make-believe and so i don't know it seems sort of symbolic like that all of his magical things go under it like he, his magic is still in the closet. It's not um, allowed to come out. Just like him. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I just said love how she does the recap, um, like, and does it a little bit after, like, a comical, like, cold open, if you will. Yeah. And um, I think that's really good. And, like, she kind of weaves it in throughout this first chapter. Yeah, and she does it cleverly because, you know, this chapter, like, we know, because we've all read the books before, um, this is my first spoiler for the rest of the book, so if you haven't read Chamber of Secrets and you're listening... That was your option to leave. Anyway, so... But please don't leave. Stay. Just be spoiled. Um, uh, Dobby is, like, isolating Harry from everything about Hogwarts. So it gives J.K. Rowling a really easy in to be like, Oh, I'm so isolated as Harry. Here's everything I've missed from Hogwarts. This also lets me be able to talk to you about everything that happens in Hogwarts. You know who hasn't been writing to me? My friends. Guess who I get to give you a recap and describe? My, My friends. friends. Like, I don't know. I just thought, you know, clearly J.K. Rowling's clever. But um, This quote, um, back to being treated like a dog that had rolled in something smelly. Rough. <laughs> Rough, Harry. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and like, dead mother's sister just also sounds like yeah. very hard or harsh. Dudley is the worst. Yes. Also, just like, so sad for Harry when he says, um, the Dursleys hadn't even remembered that today happened to be Harry's 12th birthday. Of course, his hopes hadn't been high. They'd never given him a real present, let alone a cake. But to ignore it completely. And then Uncle Vernon's like, today is a very important day. And it's like not about his birthday. Um, and then later in the chapter, we get a delightful little scene of Harry singing happy birthday to himself. For the second year in a row. Like horrible. Also, oh, okay. Never mind. I have that down as a quote because he like, um, uh, didn't. Jim Dale does such a sad rendition. Um, let's listen to that birthday song by Jim Dale, because he does such a great job of making it horrible to listen to. Harry left through the back door. It was a brilliant sunny day. He crossed the lawn, slumped down on the garden bench, and sang under his breath, Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. No cards, no presents, and he would be spending the evening pretending not to exist. Um, I think it's so ridiculous, but something that I would do if I was nervous about, like, a work party is, like, be like, okay, at be 15, you say, what a nice dress you have on. Like, I would have it planned out, like, Vernon, like, obviously not. Are you not, comparing yourself to Vernon Dursley right now? Obviously not, like, the part about, like, putting Harry up in his room, but, like, having a scheduled party like that planned out, like, that is something I would do. <laughs> You heard it now, folks. Molly thinks she's Vernon Dursley. She identifies with Vernon Dursley most out of any character in the Harry Potter series. Well, someone here is exaggerating. <laughs> but I also like how this scene was done in the movie. I think it's really yeah. spot on. My favorite part of this scene in the movie is when the, uh, what's her name? The woman? What is it? Mrs. Uh, um. Mason. Yeah, Mrs. Mason is like, oh, my coats are tailor-made. <laughs> like, Dobby puts the 
pudding, like, right on her. I don't know. I just... Yeah. It's... Her accent's funny. Everything about it. It makes me laugh every time. Um... Oh, I have a quick dreary note, just in case anybody wanted to hear that. It says, glad, I would be glad to see Draco Malfoy, just to, so I could, like, prove to myself that the Wizarding World exists. And so I wrote, glad to see Draco Malfoy, yeah, you would! And that was the end of my note. Anyway, I... <laughs> I also said, like, for the whole, like, he has to stay in his room and, like, that he's, and Vernon's like, the Masons don't know about you. It would have been so much easier just to say we have a delinquent nephew or whatever and we, like, took him in. It would also, like, make the Dursley seem like good people. That's what I was, I have that exact, I had that exact thought when I was reading it. I was like... That makes you seem like a better person. Like, you took in, like... Yeah, and they could lie about it and be like, oh, yeah, he's, like, really bad. Like, yeah, that's why he's not, like, at the party. Like, so if he, you know, does something, please. Just, like, up front. But obviously yeah. it's not as, like, compelling of a story. Um, but it's just so easily explainable. Dursleys, <laughs> they're also not sensible people. That's true. And we don't know who these, like, business associates are. Like, some people, like, take helping others as, like, a sign of weakness within business. I don't know anybody like this and would not like to meet them, but I've heard those people exist. Some of them, you know, run our country. The start of Harry's Voldemort dreams happen in this chapter. Yeah, well, I mean, they really started in the first book when he... Dreams of, like... I meant, sorry, I meant, like, uh, back again. Yeah. Like, true. Um, Good point. I mean, the dreams are huge. Like, that's such a important thing for Harry, I think. It also, like, explains why, since he's having them so early, like, this whole Horcrux thing, his sassiness, like... That, you actually, that's funny that you bring that up, because I was going to ask you, well, first I was going to say that the Dursleys make him question his friendship, like, well, no, well, okay, I don't know what I was thinking when I said that, oh, well, yeah, because, like, Dudley, like, makes fun of him for not having friends, and, oh, because he's neglected by the Dursleys, he assumes that his friends abandon him, and I think that's so sad because if he had been growing up in, like, a normal, happy home, he would have, like, known something was up if he wasn't getting letters. Yeah. But because he is, like, this self-loathing from the Dursley. That's so sad. I did not even think about it like that. Yeah. Oh, poor but Harry. my other note with that was, have you heard about the theory that the Dursleys are mean to yes, Harry? Yes, I hate that theory. Be- well, let me just say. So the theory is, and I don't know that much about it, but that the Dursleys treat Harry so horribly is because they are severely affected by the Horcrux inside of Harry, like how Ron is affected by the necklace more severely. But it doesn't really make sense because Harry hangs out with a lot of people, like Hermione and Ron aren't really affected by Harry. Maybe maybe you could make that argument for Ron. Like, Ron but, is more affected by hanging out with Hermione than Harry, yeah. like, let's be real. And it just, this theory really makes me angry, because one, like, we don't need a reason for the Dursleys to be mean to Harry, other than the fact that they adamantly hate magic. Like, before Harry is even in the picture with them, they have not talked to the Potters. They 
before we, um, in our first um, glimpse of the Dursleys before Harry is with them, they are already bigoted towards wizards. They hate. Um, the Potters, because he doesn't even want to mention the name of the Potters to... Yeah, and McGonagall know. says they're awful people, yeah. so that's all we so need. so this is all we already need, too. Ron and Ginny needed to have, like, physical contact with the Horcrux for it to make them, like, upset, because when Harry and Hermione weren't wearing the Horcrux, they weren't affected by it. Like, it was like, when you're wearing it is when it caused you the most... Well, I don't think that's necessarily true because I think they kind of qualify that it's like when it gets close to you and not just close by touch, but like personally close to you. And when Ron was wearing it, it like got in his head, like it got close to him in that way. Um, and yet it was better when he wasn't wearing it. But I, I know what you're saying. I'm like, just, it just I, I'm I, nitpicking. I also am just saying like for a family that were predisposed not to like Harry and weren't, didn't, didn't yeah. care about getting to know him or yeah, getting close to him. Yeah, they're not close to him. So it wouldn't affect yeah. them in that way. They just hate them him because they're mean. Yeah, I disagree with the theory, too. I just wanted to bring it up as, like, that it's out there. And we'll just debunk it right now for you. You're it's welcome. It's been debunked. And every time Facebook, Facebook will be like, great new theory about Harry Potter. You've never thought of it before. We know why the Dursleys hated Harry. And I'm like, yeah, because they were mean. Like, I appreciate the world trying to, like, come up with a good reason why the Dursleys are so awful to Harry, but there's not a good reason. They're just awful. Yeah. It's been Potter Watched. <laughs> hey! New okay. segment where we debunk <laughs> theories. <laughs> we need one because this was a really short chapter. We did not, we thought on accident that the first and second, the first and second chapters were, like, combined in our head. Like, we assumed that the Dobby stuff happens in the first chapter. So this is going to be a really short episode, guys. Just telling you. You're welcome, because we know the last one was very long, so it kind of averages out. <laughs> um, Sassy Harry again in this chapter. Well done, Dudley. You finally learned the days of the week. <laughs> Deserves, though, because I, I know we're not trying to swear as much, but Dudley is such a shit. <laughs> I know. He's the worst. I know what day it is. I know what day it is. Like, shut up, Dudley. It's your birthday. How come you haven't got any cards? Haven't you got any friends? So mean. So at that freak school of yours. Obviously, Dudley has a lot of self-loathing, so he's projecting. Yeah, well. If we're going to do psychology on Dudley... Like, Dursley's the only Weasley I can like, give or, I mean, sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let me just start that sentence over. <laughs> Did you say Dursley's the only Weasley? <laughs> Dudley is the only Dursley that um, I, like, can even tolerate a redemption arc for. And even then, it's, like, barely. It's, like... Harry and Dudley, like, have a relationship post, uh, post, um, book seven, and Dudley has a magical child. Yeah, honestly, it's only these two books and the fifth one that Dudley's really awful because the third one, he's just, like, a lump in front of the TV, and the fourth one is when his tongue... (laughs) The tongue-tongue taffy! (laughs) And then, um... Yeah, then the fifth one, obviously, he's, like, being a jerk before everything happens. Before it all changes and for Dudley. we know his, his shining moment 
in uh the seven in part. seven. Oh, and actually, there's a little bit. Yeah, he's also nice to him in six, six, but he can't speak to him. Like he just yeah. doesn't he like place like food tea. And, or tea outside so. his room. Oh, Dudley. Yeah. It's I still, sweet. you're the worst, but like that was kind of like look at how he's raised though. Like it's kind of like how Draco Malfoy's like misunderstood. Like no, I think I, there's like, a little said, bit for Dudley. Like I, uh, I think Dudley probably gets more of a redemption arc than Draco does because at least Dudley like once Harry saves him one time like recognizes that like he's been an asshole. Draco is saved by Harry like too many times for him to still be like Potter's the worst and like. He had a chance to save Harry, and he, like, half-assed it. Like, he did a He's solid... Like, I think it's him. I don't know. Effort. Like, no, he doesn't save it. He thinks it's him. He He's says, like, I can't tell. Which... He says, yeah, I think it might be... Yeah, because then when they bring it per mining, he's like, yeah, I think it might be. Oh. He does, he kind of agrees to it by the end. Yeah. Like, he starts out, like, trying to get out of it. But honestly, that's a, that's a tougher situation than Dudley's situation, because if he's flat out lies. I'm just saying. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, that is, like, the fact that he even tries to hide it at all. Yes, is I think like, it's very good, and I'm. we will talk about it a lot when we get there. Yeah, because um, I, like will be crying. That's I'll be like one of the toughest sob. chapters to read is that whole, well, those two chapters. It like makes me anxious. The whole them getting caught and like Hermione getting tortured, like yeah. all of that stuff at Malfoy Manor is like intense. It's a lot. And, and it's intense because they're camping. Get it? <laughs> intense. Do you understand? No, I love this joke. <laughs> But, like, I've also heard it recently, like, within... It was me. Oh. <laughs> I made this joke over the weekend. Okay, I was like, who told me this joke recently? I have no new jokes. <laughs> no new jokes. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> LOL and Harry's fake spell. Yes. Amazing. Um... Just, um, my last note is, like, oh, I have two more notes. Like, seriously, a lump of cheese? That's his, like, meal for dinner. Two pieces of bread and a lump of cheese. I hope he's not lactose intolerant. But also, like, he's also been working, like, so much. I know. And then my last note is the suspense is unreal. Who is sitting on the bed? It is really good suspense because then they do the whole like green eyes thing and I'm like, ah, Ah, who is it? Uh, Let's try to think about who we thought it could be like when we were reading it. Like, is it Snape? (laughs) Can you like imagine like being a child? Like, it's definitely Snape on the bed. I, maybe I thought it was, like, Ron yeah. or something, but... I definitely probably thought it was, like, I Ron. don't have as strong memories of the second book, honestly, as I do of the first book. Um, like, I don't remember what I was thinking. Do you know what I mean? I remember what I was thinking. I'm a dyslexic child trying to read Harry Potter to myself because my mom decided that she wasn't going to read to me the books anymore. She didn't read the second one? No. Actually, I'm trying to think. I don't know if my mom did either. But that might have been because I just wanted to read it on my own. But I kind of think she did read it. And it was, like, post the movie coming out, I think, that I read the, the second. second book. The second book? The first movie had already come out, I think, when I mm. read the second book. So 
I think the their like images like kind of like got in my head. So like picturing the actors and stuff um, kind of warped my idea of the book. I think Daniel Radcliffe. You know what I mean by that? Yes. No. Yes. Daniel Radcliffe movie one uh, movies one and two and even a little bit in three matches what I think about when I read the books. Ron never like when I read the books never looks like Rupert Grint. And it's only because they describe Ron as super tall and lanky, which Rupert Grin is not. That's true. I never picture Hermione and I as Emma Watson. Me either. Yeah. And it's, like, sad. It's mainly because she's just so, like, aesthetically beautiful that it's, like, and yeah, I she's think... she's too pretty. Yeah, and I think of... Um, and she... And Emma Watson does have a very natural beauty, but it's, like, a natural, like, gorgeous, you know? And I yeah. think of Hermione as being like plain and like, like the hair pretty. like it's she's pretty like I think she is pretty but more of a not even in I don't even not like I picture it as like ugly but, but like, like cute the first couple of books yeah they don't ever describe her as that until like the fourth one yeah she remind. I'm trying to think of a different actor that like reminds me of how I picture Hermione kind of like early Anne Hathaway in Princess Diaries yeah a little bit but like even Yes, yes. That's what it's like. Or, um, Ugly Betty, kind of. Which I know has the ugly in the name, but I don't actually think okay. Betty from Ugly Betty's that ugly. Yeah, so. she's really beautiful. Like, I, they try and, like, simple her down, but, like, and, like, make her nerdy looking, but she's really very pretty. Like, that actress is just America beautiful. Her, America yeah. is just beautiful in general. Um,. But no, there's but like she a specific, the hair. There's I'm a thinking of look. Not I'm not even talking about like look like Hermione. I'm trying to think of like the kind of face, like that kind of like just ordinary beautiful. Um, like Jillian Bell. Do you know who that is? No. She's from Workaholics, but she was also in like yes. Twenty Two Jump Street. Yes. Yes. Um, where she's like cute. She has kind of like a pudgy yeah, face. Yeah, chunky. Like yeah, like she has cheeks. cheeks. Yeah. 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 Something. But she's like pretty. But like she's. Um, like, not, like, movie star, like, stereotypical, like, glamour. But Emma Watson is kind of, like, glamorous. Especially now. Yeah. But even, like, in the movies, like, she's still, like, too beautiful. Yeah. She doesn't look as... Like, I don't look at Emma Watson and see somebody who... Like, I don't see Hermione when I look at Emma Watson now. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, but I also, like, even when I was watching the movies, like, especially in book two, in movie two, I don't look at Emma Watson and say, oh, yeah, that's the nerdy girl who gets picked on all the time. You know, like, she's still, like, even as a kid is like, oh, yep, that's a really pretty, like, child. Yeah, book one and two I like more because her hair is Is actually Hermione. Yeah. Third, third Hermione, third movie Hermione, not at all, like way too way too like well but see but then in the rest of them they do that too like it's just like a nice yeah. wave but and then there's no change when she like gets all glammed up in the fourth one yeah i'm like oh you mean she has that same like light curl that yeah she always, she's like as beautiful she as she always always is. beautiful yeah. although one thing i have to say about emma watson is every time she cries it does like she looks like a little girl like she looks like she did like in movie one and I just saw Beauty and the Beast this weekend, and we were. I haven't t- seen it. I, no spoilers, but she I was, don't know how it ends. She does cry <laughs> in it, so. Um, but uh, she started crying in it, and I was like, all I can see is 
Hermione Granger crying at the Yule Ball. Like, it was just so sad. Like, something about the way she cries, she, like, instantly turns into a little girl, even though she... Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I do think of, like, Tom Felton as Draco Malfoy, though. Like, in my head, when I think of Malfoy. Mm. He's, like, especially early on, like, his images, like, with his hair and everything... And definitely his dad, which I know is, like, more of a minor character. No, but, but I, yeah. Yeah, he's, like, really good. I always think of Bellatrix as Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. Like, exclusively. Um, Snape, I think of as Alan Rickman. Um, um, actually, this last time when I was reading the first one, I really wasn't picturing Alan Rickman. I could hear his voice sometimes, like... For certain lines because the first one is so close to the mm-hmm. screenplay but i i think i picture him more like slimier in the in my head yeah i'm sure this is not how i pictured him when i was first reading it but because alan rickman playing snape is so like iconic in my head i almost i think i picture him skinnier than alan rickman just because yeah. they keep Com- and like, the hair greasier yes but it's like alan rickman with those qualities yeah. in my head it's hard to because it's also like, like hard to think about. He's like as an actor, he makes such a presence, and he reads, says his lines. It's and I so hear his voice more than I picture him. Yeah, his voice is very distinct, but I also hear Jim Dale's voice when I read. So Tom Felton, though, I picture all the way through, like yeah. almost, and, and he then, looks really similar. Like he doesn't look that much different, right? Like, but like Matthew when I'm reading Lewis, fan fiction. Uh, like, I don't picture Tom Felton. Or, like, any of them, really. That's probably best. No, I mean, like, I feel like it's, like, a, a good it's thing. It's, like, a just Yeah, you're, like, distancing yourself yeah. from, like, the original material. But it's also, like, I feel like I picture more what the book describes in fan fiction than I do in the movies. And I think it's because even, like, the little lines in the movie that are the same as the book even ones that completely divert like the third one Mm -hmm. if it's like one line gets me thinking about the actor again because i've seen them so many times but in fan fiction the lines aren't the same yeah um i think for harry daniel radcliffe for the most part because i think he was well cast except for the eyes like i do picture the green eyes which yeah, obviously Daniel Radcliffe doesn't have and couldn't wear the contacts, which is very unfortunate. <laughs> but I, I think because also he's just like a brown haired kid. Like it's he's kind of generic looking. I for think the of most his part. hair as messier than they're able to yes. do. Yeah. In the Yeah, sometimes I think of like other actors that have that look. Um I kind of think of Andrew Garfield because his hair is, like, always kind of a mess. But, yeah. like, on purpose. Um, no, but, yeah, I also think of Daniel Radcliffe, except for when he gets older, I start to think of him as lankier. Actually, Daniel Radcliffe, like, aged too quickly. Like, in my head, Harry ages slower than... You know what I'm saying? And that goes for There's all of them. There's such a huge jump between the second and the third one, and that's also stylistically, but... Their ages, they feel so much older in the third one. Yeah, like, when I was 13, I feel like I probably did look like them, but when I'm reading the book, because it's also, J.K. Rowling doesn't write them like they're 13, she still yeah. writes them like they're, like, 11, when you're in the, like, I think in the 14, when, when you get into book four, then she's like, okay, I'm writing teenagers now, but, like, when yeah. I was 13, I feel like I was more aware, and I knew more things than they... We were, what, 7th, 8th grade? 
Yeah. Like, people were talking about having boyfriends and stuff when they were 13, and I, like, knew things, and, like, I feel like that's when, I don't know, it just seemed, they seem younger to me when I read the third book, and I was probably around, like, getting closer to that age when I was reading the third book. That's also, that's a good point. I think I was older when I read the third book. So, like, I was, like, the age they were supposed to be, and I was, like, they seem younger than me. I wasn't that old. I think I was in, like, fifth grade when I read the third one. Or either way, like, they seemed, like, I felt like when I was reading it, I remember this specifically, when I was reading the third book, I felt like I knew more than what they were knowing. Uh, we'll have to revisit this in the third one. I also feel like I was probably kind of a prude in middle school, like, even in, like, eighth grade. But, yeah. Um, I think I knew. And now that I'm thinking of it, <laughs> I think it could have just been, like, my, like, you know, like, this is, like, the, that's, like, the, you know, I guess when I was, like, in fifth grade, whenever I was reading this, I can't remember. Actually, it was probably fourth. It was definitely fourth, because I was reading the fourth book when I was still in my fourth grade class because that's when I switched teachers that was like a huge thing so you read the second third and fourth book all in fourth grade no I think I read the second one between like second and third I think I took I know I read the first one in second grade no yeah I was like in second grade and then I guess I also read the second one because like, two thousand one was when the first movie came out, and that yeah. was around. And I read that was the second grade, and I read the first book before the first movie came yes, out. Yes, we definitely read it before, but I think it was still like early second grade, maybe maybe the summer between first and second or something like that. Yeah, that's because the movie would have come out in like November probably, and it used to take me a really long time to read them by myself. So I think it took me like between like second grade and fourth grade to like get through the third but I think I reread the first one in second grade because we had like this box that you could like read in mm-hmm. and it was like weird but like you had to be like the first one finished to get like this special reading spot whatever I got it a bunch of times <laughs> <laughs> I would she had the first book in the classroom so I would read the first book but I think I had already read it with my mom like I'm trying I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering like the timeline I definitely know that I wrote a letter to J.K. Rowling in fourth grade, and she responded. Like, Wait, was, what? Yeah, like, it was, like, a generic, like, oh. response, but I got a signed picture of her. Do you think if we wrote to her now, she would write us back? No. I feel like it's because it was, like, I was a little kid with little kid handwriting, and was like, I like, love these books. They help me what so if much. Like, I think we could just, like, write a letter. Hey, Joe. And just say, we've got this podcast. Would you mind just, like, tweeting it out just, like, once and get people to listen? (laughs) If you want to listen, that's great. We sometimes critique you, but we love you overall. (laughs) Mostly we um, are huge fans and love you. We think Cursed Child was a lie. And the Thestral. We just have some questions about the smell. But anyway, could you just tweet at us? (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, I think the reason why I figured it out. So, I think the reason why I'm saying they seem younger, and it's and I think this throughout the whole series, is Harry's mind didn't work like mine did. Like, if I saw, like, someone I was starting to find attractive or something like that, I would think about it in a way that, like, Harry, like, I feel like Harry just stays. And this is because she writes it for children. It's, like, like in the fourth one, right, you're talking about? Yeah. Like, it just seems like he's never noticed, like, 
Or no, the third one, because Cho's introduced in the third one, right? When they're playing Quidditch together. Yeah. Like, he just doesn't, like, respond the way I feel like I was responding at that age. Like, oh my god, like, what's happening? But I guess I was, like, a girl, so maybe it was different. But I feel like guys still, like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, my, I think I have a critique of how she writes Harry dealing with hormones when it comes to girls because she like refers to like the beast inside of him when he's like thinking about Ginny with Jean and stuff. Yeah, the great green. And I just don't think that's really quite what a 14 year old or I guess he's 16 would be like. Certainly not what a 16 year old boy is thinking. Oh well, yeah, it would be a lot raunchier if it was like which, actually from a sixteen. Which is, I guess, maybe brain. it was just like I don't know, a dirty child. But it wasn't even like dirty things. It was just like, oh my god, like I hope he like kisses me today, or like what would it be yeah. like if they kissed? But me? I think it's good that it doesn't put fixate no, on the it doesn't stuff. It doesn't, and I'm glad yeah. about that. But I just I think that's the reason why I think it's hard they to don't identify them as that age because I'm like when I was at that age, like it was like a coming-of-age story yeah, you're, in like, my crushing head. on people right. and, like, thinking, like, what do they think of me? Like, do they like what I'm wearing? That kind of thing. Right, and since I was going through that at the same age that sort of, like, they were being portrayed as, I was like, this is not... Am I crazy? So, anyway, thanks for that tangent. Maybe it won't be as short of an episode as we thought, but you ready for... quiz? Yeah. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy, Hoggy, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. All right, so my first question is... No. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What spell does Harry pretend to put on the bush? Like, what are some of the words he says? If you can get some of them. There are, like... Three separate, like, phrases he On says. the bush? When he's, like, messing with Dudley. Duh, oh, squiggly wiggly. That's one of them. Um, hocus pocus. Yeah, that's one of them. And there's one more, if you can remember. Um. I'll give you full five points, because you got most of it. Well, but. to be fair, I kind of cheated, because this is one of my questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> um. The last one is jiggery pokery. Yeah. yeah. That was my, that's one of my questions for you. Which is what, what is the spell or whatever? Yeah, what is the fake spell, Harry, <laughs> like? Should we each get five points just for coming up with the same I agreed. <laughs> well done. All right, so my uh, only question that is for you is, um, where are, um, uh, for the Dursleys, where are the spots they're supposed to be for their guests? And what are their roles? So Dudley is at the door. Can I take your coat, Mr. and Mrs. Mason? Good. Um, Petunia is in the lounge. And she says, can I offer you something to drink? Yeah. Okay. And then Vernon is... Um... Like, gonna tell jokes, I think. But I don't know where his spot is. He's supposed to be at the door because he'll lead them into the lounge and introduce them to Petunia. Gotcha. Um, Harry. Oh, will be in his room making no noise and pretending he doesn't exist. That one's a giveaway. I'll give you four points. What about, well, I got three. Yeah, like four out of five. 
Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. How were how much are you giving for? Well, so my question, I was gonna give you two each. So do you want to do two each for that? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So that would be six. Yeah. Out of eight. Okay. Yeah. So this is how many of the chores that Harry had to do can you list? Um. Oh gosh. He has to trim the hedges. Yeah. Um. Mow the lawn. Yeah. Um, weed the garden is like weed um, the garden. I don't basically, know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember. That's three, so that's pretty good. Okay, so Harry, clean the windows, wash oh, the yeah. car. I knew there was something with water. Mowed the lawn, painted the gar or um, trimmed the flower beds, pruned and watered the rose, which I kind of like the bush. Yeah. And repainted the garden bench. Yeah. That was a lot. Yeah. But. Poor Harry. <laughs> I didn't know what else to do for a question. No, that was a good question. Yeah. Um, so I guess our champ and our rat. And our points. Yes. Um, my rat was Dudley. Because. I said, can I give two or maybe even three rats instead of a champ? <laughs> I had trouble coming up with a champion, too, but I did end up coming up with one. I think I'm going to give my rat... Well, I was, I was going to do it to Dudley because of the whole birthday thing, but, like, Vernon is, like, consistently awful in this chapter. But, like, Dudley goes, like, out of his way to be terrible. That's true. Like, Dudley was going to be mine, but because you gave it to him, I was like, maybe I should do something different. But <laughs> I'll, I'll keep Dudley. <laughs> well, who is your champ? My champ... It's J.K. Rowling for seamlessly using Harry's isolation to catch us up on book one. I honestly didn't have a champ. <laughs> well, I would just give it to Harry because it's Putting Harry. up with. Yeah. So I'm but I don't think he did Harry. anything particularly extraordinary. He was kind of oh, sassy. He's sassy. And, like, he's, it's his birthday. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Fine, Harry, you get the champion of Potter Watch for your birthday. Um, how many points did you give it? Like, 30. Oh. Kind of low. I gave it, like, 10. Oh. I didn't mean to be low. It's just, like, a short chapter that was pretty much... I feel like 10 is, like, if I didn't like it. Oh, I give negative points. Oh, you see, forget. I don't do negative. I do negative points. So like we have I... different scales. <laughs> but I also do more points than you, so I feel like it Yeah, our scales are super warped. Just like the Hogwarts point system, yeah. I feel like it's... I'm more of a Snape, and you're more of a McGonagall, because McGonagall's all over the place with her points. Oh, no, wait, I'm, no, I'm, I'm kind of, like, metered, and Snape is pretty metered, actually, with his points. He's, like, one point from Griffin. <laughs> but, like, I feel like you're more of a Flitwick. Like, I feel okay. like your points are fair. I like and that, because Flitwick has also had a Ravenclaw's. Flitwick has had a puffle. No, no, you're right. It's Ravenclaw. You're right. You're totally right. You're totally Sprout. right. Sprout. Sprout is at a Pufflepuff. Yeah, but you're definitely like McGonagall. Like, give high points, but then you'll also, like... Give like, low points. Definitely. Take away. Definitely would sneak Harry onto the Quidditch team first year. Yeah, but like, then also get take away, like, 150 points. Because <laughs> you're disappointed in him. <laughs> Actually, that's not really like me. That's where McGonagall and I differ. But, like, in I'm this, not... you are. Oh, in... Oh, sorry. That's what I mean. In terms of this, yeah. But, like, 
In reality, I'm more, more like of a Maga- yeah. You're more of like I would do that. The stern rules, and I'm like more of a serious black. In that, like, <laughs> if I were raising Harry, he would never be in trouble well, unless yeah. he was like. Um, I feel like Harry also like wouldn't do anything to be in trouble. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, at school, obviously, he does lots of things. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like you know like for fighting with Malfoy or something and be oh, like yeah. good you would encourage jolly it. good show <laughs> um I'd like to think I'd be more of a Lupin yeah I can see that all right so please tune in again <laughs> for chapter two uh I'm so excited to go on this journey with this on this with this <laughs> I'm sorry you're excited to go on what journey <laughs> of this book with you all way more excited than molly that is not true i'm way more excited now after talking about chapter one like who are we gonna meet next yeah the password for next week is who is actually sitting on harry's bed dun 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 you can only listen to the next episode if you get the password which let's just take a moment to clarify because i don't think everyone understands (laughs) the password thing so in the seventh book when Potter watched the radio show is introduced and Lee Jordan like hosts it and he has on uh Lupin and Kingsley and the Weasleys um they have a password for everyone in the wizarding world to tune into the next one because they're like in hiding and on the run and like the first like the one that he says when um Harry Ron and Hermione are listening is Mad-Eye Moody so, um, he's like, password for next week is Mad-Eye Moody, so, like, keep tapping your wand. So, like, that's what we do the password for. So, our password for next week, as Alex said, is who's sitting on the bed. And, you know, you can always feel free to, like, tweet at us, like, the password or something. Like, you can make it interesting. Like, make it your own. <laughs> we invite you to be creative, and we'll try and be creative. <laughs> yeah, please do. Please tweet at us. We need the love. All right. Um, have a lovely, um, time of your life whenever you're listening this morning, evening, As our good friend Parker Dam would say, have a great rest of your life. Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba-bum, bum, bum, bum.